Hello, dear friends, and welcome to that Hobbit shit. I'm Corey, and I'm Mike. Mike, I'm attempting to speak with reverence for today's episode because it's a heavy topic. Yeah, it's the last chapter of the book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> on that note, why don't you why don't you tell us what today's chapter is? <laughs> well, Corey, we're talking about chapter twenty-two. A chance for Samwise, gardener of the Shire, to show his quality. <laughs> uh, excellently chosen title. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so we catch up with our heroes. Uh, Aragorn has just led them along a safer, greener side of the river to a nice rest stop he had heard about. <laughs> Everyone laid down for a nice nap, keeping watch in turns. During Frodo's turn, Aragorn had a scary nightmare and got up to talk about it. <laughs> uh, once he calmed down, they checked Frodo's sword, and it was glowing ever slow, which means bad tidings ahead for our crew. The next morning, after a wild sunrise, Aragorn called a meeting with everybody. He was pressuring Frodo to finally make his decision. Like a kid cramming for a test, Frodo asked for just one more hour and wandered off to find a good thinking spot. <laughs> he wandered off into the forest. <laughs> he wandered through the lush green forest, listening to the waterfall and thinking about it as hard as any hobbit had ever thought before. <laughs> wow, that's true. Much like Aragorn the night before, Frodo felt a sudden chill. He turned around and found Boromir smiling guiltily and rubbing his hands together. <laughs> Boromir explained how worried he was about Frodo and how he shouldn't be alone in the forest burdened with all of this thinking and how may maybe two heads could think better than one Frodo made some not so veiled insults about Gondor that even Sam would have picked up on <laughs> after months of this abuse Boromir snapped you ungrateful fucks have no idea what Gondor does to keep you safe Maybe I do want the ring, but only to keep protecting you. But no, you, you want to march it right onto the enemy's doorstep with your fucking gardener as your bodyguard. I've been dragged through one bad decision after another and nearly died countless times on what should have been a straightforward trip. One I made alone less than a year ago. Up until this point, you might think Boromir was making a lot of sense. And, uh, you so, might. <laughs> and so what if I end up a mighty king? Wouldn't I just deserve it? And then Boromir leapt at Frodo. A very scared and very embarrassed Frodo slipped on his ring and ran and ran and ran until he was at the top of Amon Hen. From up top, he could see all the lands land surrounding him. He was in the seeing chair, remember? Uh, Amon Hen. Yeah. Uh, he could <laughs> see all, all the lands surrounding him. In them, he could see the stirring of troops, some marching, smoke rising, generally bad news war stuff. Then in the distance, he saw Minas Tirith shining like a beacon in the dark. Fuck was he embarrassed. <laughs> Suddenly, he felt a great eye roving out from Baradur. A real physical eye, Cory. And it was gross. <laughs> Frodo came to his senses and ripped the ring off before that real physical eye spotted him. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the crew were just starting to wonder why Frodo had been gone for much longer than an hour. As they were talking about it, 
Boromir crept into the clearing and tried to sneak back into his spot. They all stared at him and he said, what? I didn't do anything. Frodo ran away from my perfectly helpful advice. <laughs> Everyone immediately panicked, including Gimli, including Legolas, and including Aragorn, who only stopped <laughs> long enough to give Boromir a real stink eye. While they were all running away like idiots, Sam, the apparently dumbest one of all, had a thought. Suppose Frodo knows he had to go it alone, and suppose he knew the Fellowship would try to stop him. Wouldn't he wait until they all left camp and sneak, sneak off on a boat? Sam ran back to camp in a double panic and was just in time to see a boat being pushed off by an invisible rider. He ran into the water, nearly drowned, and was rescued and chastised by an invisible Frodo. Ignoring some shouts of battle in the distance, they went back to shore just long enough to grab Sam's dry clothes and his travel pack and then pushed off the end. That was a very uh, very succinct uh, description of the chapter there, Mike. Thank you. I cut out a lot of the thinking. <laughs> you, you also summarized uh, Boromir's argument into uh, pure practicality. <laughs> he gets a bad rap, perhaps worse than Sam. Uh, yeah, you sort of, yeah, the, the book's sort of written from a hobbit's perspective, but, um, from Boromir's perspective, <laughs> from the perspective <laughs> of the race of mankind. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been through it, hasn't he? He has, yes. <laughs> uh, and so I suppose we're here now, Mike, at the end of all things. The fellowship has been broken. It literally has, hasn't it? <laughs> really literally <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh it's um, been splintered how about that yes it has uh splintered like a good yeah okay sorry <laughs> well okay speaking of boromir i got a, i got a note for you yeah um, in, in Boromir's ranting and raving, I thought it was interesting that he specifically rejected anything said by elves or wizards, um, but he does actually happen to suggest in passing that Aragorn could and should wield the ring himself. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the first time he actually like sort of defers to Aragorn a little bit. He's like, you know what? He's the rightful king if he put that fucking thing on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then in his rant, he also, I think, says like, but if I took it, what would be the big deal? <laughs> but I mean, Aragorn is an idiot. So, yeah, I mean, I was right half the time. <laughs> but the important thing was it shouldn't go to a hobbit. <laughs> yeah, the underlying point there. Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't go to this hobbit. Shouldn't go to the gardening hobbit. Shouldn't go to any of the hobbits. <laughs> Really, would you give the the greatest power in Middle Earth to a hobbit? <laughs> to a cowering little fool that's afraid of a boat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just watched them cry for the last week. <laughs> yeah, I guess, again, switching back to uh, Boromir's perspective rather than the hobbit's perspective, because last time we were talking about how like horrifying it would have been for Merry and Pippin, but like, imagine how insufferable it would have been for Boromir with the two of them. <laughs> These are going to be our heroes, and they're just like cowering in the corner of the boat. Every wave sending them shivers down their spines. Whoa, did you see that one? <laughs> just awake from Aragorn's boat. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Mike? You got any notes? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, my first note, why did Legolas and Gimli run off in a panic? A blind panic. They should have, they're both quite old. They, they should have level heads about them. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just sort of the thing to do. Everybody was panicking. Yeah, they were caught up. I, I mean, I don't know that's really a good answer necessarily, but... <laughs> I think it's convenient that those two of all people should have been like, well, let's think about this. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not Gimli. I'll, I, I'd accept a, an argument that Gimli would uh, get all hot headed and run off. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, being the only uh, the only representative of uh, of elves, Legolas probably should have kept it together a little bit more. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh they're uh what were on the subject of those two uh their choices um like for what to do next were also kind of surprising <laughs> they're like yeah fuck it let's go to minus tier if there's like really no other choice as far as we're concerned <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i'd forgotten that there was a whole discussion on where they should go they were like ready to overrule frodo yeah, they're like kind of the worst possible idea is to wander uh, barefoot into Mordor. <laughs> they're not wrong. No, they're not. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's a, we could do one of two things. Which one do you think is more likely to succeed? <laughs> um, I have a note that says, was Boromir that wrong? But I, I think we've kind of already discussed that. And the answer is no, he wasn't. No, yeah, he certainly goes nuts. Um, but yeah, it, like, <laughs> yeah, I think the way you put it was pretty good. And like all practicality was on his side. And uh, it's a shame too, because he's so, it's like so genuinely sorry after. <laughs> <laughs> like he realizes he really fucked up. <laughs> I can't wait for the next book to find out how he, how he uh, amends what he's done. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how he's going to phrase that apology to Frodo. Yeah, when he sees Frodo again. Yeah. <laughs> I actually oh forgot that um, the book ends on a cliffhanger like that. I also forgot that it did not end uh, where the movie ended. because Yeah, yeah weird, the, huh? It, yeah, I mean, the, it makes more sense for the movie to end like that. Yeah, definitely. It puts you on a on a better cliffhanger for like, um, wait a year and then pay admission again. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, and it, it would be weird to ask an audience to be like, to remember why they were in a forest you know yeah yeah imagine the two towers opening on uh on just like blind panic of the fellowship yeah <laughs> Being like oh, where's frodo <laughs> yeah 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 I, I, oh yeah geez as opposed to where the two towers actually does open <gasps> okay no spoilers um yeah oh boy oh boy uh i do have a note though um do you think gandalf meant for frodo and sam to go off alone and did he set up Sam from the get-go? <laughs> I think he probably set up Sam from the get-go. I, I don't know. Um, actually, that kind of leads into one of my notes. Because um, I, I had a note about uh, how Aragorn decided that a few of them should go with Frodo and everybody else should go to Minas Tirith. Um, I just thought his his choice of crew was interesting. Aragorn, Sam, Frodo, and Gimli <laughs> all <laughs> strutting into Mordor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if he was going to like, <laughs> I don't know what his plan was there. If he was going to use Gimli as a distraction at some point. <laughs> well, we both know Gimli wouldn't be starting any campfires or anything like that. <laughs> uh, and Legolas should have probably gone. 
Well, I wonder if, if he said not Legolas because uh, as an elf, Legolas would have just like maybe been screaming the closer they got to the evil land, <laughs> um, giving them away. Or uh, just being too tall and beautiful and been obvious, <laughs> like, like shining in the dark. Actually, yeah, yeah. Being uh, an actual source of light in the land of darkness. Um, yeah. Uh, so sorry, not to uh, skirt around your question to go back to your question. I think, yeah, Gandalf probably planned something along those lines. Like, you know, just a few of us will go. Um, not the whole bumbling <laughs> nine. <laughs> he, maybe he was measuring them along the way. Oh, possibly, yeah. But yeah. you do think he set up Sam? That's that's good. That's that's something he would do, isn't it? I think so, yeah. It, it all seems to sort of fall into place for Sam. Uh, the, um, he just the whole... happen, happens to tell Frodo a secret story with the window open with the garden <laughs> hanging out after dark <laughs> oh i see you're, you're saying that he was playing it right from the get-go hmm. yeah yeah i guess i still thought the uh the window open was gandalf just being careless but <laughs> but no I, I i like your idea he probably had a few drinks at that point oh yeah at the party yeah or wait was that the night of the party no i don't think it uh, wasn't no it, was he it? came back in a drunken stupor <laughs> gandalf where have you been the dragon um I came yeah. straight here. I stopped at the dragon for a bit, but I'm here now. <laughs> Wizard drinks exactly what he means to. Um, yeah. And, and there's the whole arc of uh, Samwise too far. Like this was sort of exactly the adventure that Sam needed to uh, <laughs> pluck up his courage. Oh, Gandalf set this up so so Samwise would marry Rosie. <laughs> That's really the plot. <laughs> this has all been done for the Gamgee family tree. Yeah. <laughs> then Gandalf's going to come full circle and ask Samwise for that coveted pair of underwear that he's been trying to get for a while. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so another note that I had. <laughs> Moving along, he's sweeping that one under the rug. Um, Okay, okay. Uh, Frodo's vision on Amon Hen, um, I thought was very, very like to a bad psychedelic trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember how the movie depicts it, but I feel like it's not as cool as the book. No, I don't think he sees as much. I think he he pretty much like, you know, things get all um, all weird and like smudge tooly. Uh, yeah. And then he just sees Sauron. Yeah, um, I think that is basically it isn't it um yeah I mean, yeah yeah smudge tooly is the way to put it <laughs> uh, it's too bad because the book description is so cool yeah it's crazy like it, there's there's some wild um like i feel like there's two kinds of magic going on there like the power of the ring and also like the actual power of amon hen is being like you know with the power that you hold you can actually see everything <laughs> yeah like it kind of like a telescope or a I don't I don't know how you would describe it, but like he doesn't have any control over what he's focusing on, probably because he's a little hobbit. Yeah. He's just yeah. seeing it all at once. And it's just like it, yeah, it's just like thing after thing after thing, like kind of like yeah, like a really bad trip how you're like, oh, this isn't stopping. <laughs> like uh, you know, just just leading further and further to the looming uh monster at the end of the story. <laughs> the physical eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, the big uh the big cat eye in a box. Yeah. Big cat eye in a tower. Oh, yeah. He describes it as a cat eye. 
that's good because um i thought that there was some artistic there's still artistic license taken with it in the in the movie it's wreathed in flame isn't it not like actual a source of flame yeah i almost thought flames like eyelids or like eyelashes yeah that's kind of how i picture it as well but yeah i think uh i think we were talking about this uh when they were i think i think galadriel uh one of her chapters is when this came up um oh right 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 it's sort of like yeah it's it's very folky i thought his description of it um not that that diminishes it or makes it like it's just a different depiction than it is in the movie yeah yeah movie's very straightforward like this is an evil thing you were looking at <laughs> um i don't have any other notes Corey. uh yeah. uh yeah, you know what? I didn't have ton either. I have one more, which is the one that I didn't read. Um... Oh, <laughs> I hope this okay. I hope this doesn't uh, wreck sight seeing with Sam. But um, Sam found quite a few nuts uh, this chapter, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I exactly like your title. Like he he stood up in front of the fellowship and was like, "None of you understand Frodo except for me." <laughs> did he say uh, my frodo <laughs> he's not your frodo he's my frodo uh and then yeah going after the boat in that fucked up river that he hated so much um yeah, yeah pretty wild oh you mean he found his nuts a couple of times um that is what i meant yes i'm okay. sorry <laughs> uh, i thought you meant like he found a couple nuts like uh he he puzzled some things out which is also <laughs> accurate Yes, yeah, both works. Yeah, let, let's leave it as a as an analogy rather than a, a reference to testicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hobbit balls have not come up yet on the podcast, and uh, I, I don't know if we should take this opportunity or not. I, guess, I suppose in some ways we've been dancing around the point since episode one with the whole underwear thing. Yeah, but... very, very hairy. I would think. Yeah. <laughs> no uh well i mean yeah logically speaking they would have to be uh however um should we go to the green train <laughs> i think it's time yeah but the only food for the raven too from that green dragon. welcome to the green dragon inn the segment of the episode where we discuss the beers that we're drinking mike what beer are you drinking hey uh, hey uh you're gonna have to bear with me for a second here while i explain my logic Ooh, this is fun. <laughs> I'm drinking a Sasquatch Stout, a <laughs> coffee, chocolate, and mystery beer from Old uh, Yale Brewing Company. Uh, sorry, Old what? Old Yale. Oh, okay, sure. Cool. Um, Sasquatch is a furry guy who wanders through the forest, you see. <laughs> that actually, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I feel foolish for not thinking of that before yeah. you said it. <laughs> Basically a big hobbit. Yeah. Hobbits are um, very good at avoiding uh, detection. Yeah, so are Sam Squanch. Um, <laughs> it's delicious. It's a seasonal beer from Old Yale. And uh, I usually pick one up. Oh, you usually have a Sam Squanch? Sam Squanch beer, yeah. I try to get one every year. Um, nice. Yeah, they're pretty tasty, like pretty chocolatey. Um, there's a there's a taste i can't quite like almost metallic but not in a negative way oh interesting you know I mean? and it's like it's pitch dark 
it's about as dark as a beer could get. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, well, still being a beer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a. I've got my eye on a hot chocolate beer. I just can't find it. Oh yeah, from where? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. That's the problem. Okay. I guess, yeah, that would explain why. It's, <laughs> it's it's another. I think it's like a Yeti or I can't remember. It's something else of the Sasquatch ilk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of decisions, um, so yeah, I collected two of these for myself because it's such an important chapter. I thought I should, I, I should have more than one. I should really get to know this beer. Anyway, uh, it is from the Rorschach Brewing Company, um, and it is called He Wraith. Now, if you'll bear with my description, Mike, <laughs> uh, He Wraith is a word that uh, describes a longing for a time and place. Uh, that has passed or perhaps may not have existed in the first place oh yeah you know longing for the fellowship still being a fellowship or um the shire oh yeah that's true too yeah longing for not ever having joined the fellowship (laughs) (laughs) still being in the shire um it is a pale ale uh premium according to the can they tell me it's a premium pale ale um yeah it's nice it's just a it's a very very nice regular uh did i say ale sorry pale lager um it's a very pale nice lager one. i don't know if i've ever had a pale lager it's uh yeah it's just, it's just like a clear clear yellow beer you know uh it's got some nice bitterness to it uh but it's just an easy drinking guy uh it's all ontario ingredients which is pretty sweet whoa yeah yeah bro they they don't export these you know like you can't even get these in bc I, i'm I just really, kidding i don't i don't know that. it's probably you're probably right yeah, <laughs> it, it pisses me off <laughs> yeah you know this, one thing that this podcast has taught me is that there should be more of a beer exchange between uh the the far west provinces and the uh um middle-ish provinces <laughs> i think so um yeah yeah i because i had that chocolate orange beer and i was like i wish i could get one of these to Corey, but i don't know how i would even do it like i have to get a special oh. container <laughs> oh god yeah actually a bunch of wood chips <laughs> maybe uh, a couple paper towels just in case <laughs> yeah just in case well yeah i think my holiday beer has become that uh that mocha marshmallow one um oh, from my yeah. field that i was showing you and yeah you should really try that but i don't see how you could <laughs> oh wow yeah uh, i had a s'mores beer one time and it was quite good it was around this time of year too huh? Huh? oh yeah how appropriate um yeah i guess uh <laughs> i guess anyone could be listening to this at any time but it is uh we are very nearly at the height of the holidays right now <laughs> uh i would say it's the worst part of the holidays right now just about the uh the storm before the calm yeah the, the lead up to christmas yeah yeah it's pretty hectic there's an awful lot of uh awful lot of boxes that need checking on lists this week <laughs> angry people out there <laughs> <laughs> And sightseeing with Sam, the segment of the episode uh, where we discuss the sights that Sam saw. What a time to be seeing sights for Sam. Mike, (laughs) what you got for us? Uh, Corey, I saw that Sam saw that he wasn't that simple after all. Oh, what a great. Oh, man, that's a really nice final chapter conclusion. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) During the holiday season. (laughs) 
he was like the uh, the cowardly lion that turned out to have a, a brain and a heart all along. Yeah, he had it all. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the only one who thought for a second and was like, "Oh wait, maybe Frodo's going to leave." Yeah. Yeah, and actually going back to your point about um uh Legolas and Gimli panicking, uh yeah, how the hell was it that Sam was the one who was like, Whoa, we don't need to be running around <laughs> with our heads cut off. We need to stop and think. I don't know. <laughs> uh... Oh, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Well, yeah, good on Sam. Um He did I, it. I sorry? He did it. He did do it, yeah. Your um your sightseeing site makes me think that uh this could actually be the last sight scene with Sam. We might even need to have a different segment for the next season. Uh, I think, Corey, we might have already discussed cooking with Sam. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't think oh, we mentioned yeah. We didn't mention it on air, but... Uh, no. But, oh, shit. I'm excited yeah. now. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been getting excited about cooking with Sam, and uh, I, I guess that's a little hint about what's to come. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, look forward to that. I know I am. <laughs> uh, oh, excellent. All right, yeah. Sam has come full circle. Gross. Uh, uh, <laughs> Corey, what did what did you see Sam seeing? Good night, by everybody. The, by, the, by the seashore. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was by the seashore. Um, well, I have a joke that uh, I think one or two people might find funny. Um, Sam saw the backside of water. What? Or the underside of water? Oh, underneath it all. Yeah, or the bottom of a river, or Sam almost drowned. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sight. Sam's uh, further into the river than he ever wanted to. He does just run out into the river, doesn't he? Yeah, Um. and when Frodo's rescuing him, he's like, uh, well, first of all, he says, don't pinch, which made me laugh out loud. Um. <laughs> Like but a he's goblin. like <laughs> a wet Sam is exactly like a goblin. Um, he says tread water. And I was like, whoa, 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 Frodo. <laughs> what the fuck makes you think he knows how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> like clearly he can't, he can't even tread water, but um, yeah. Anyhow. But you know what? <laughs> also what an idiot. <laughs> Uh, and I quote, he missed the boat by a yard or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which yeah. to a hobbit is quite a distance. But anyway. he he already spent all of his mental energy. He was done. <laughs> yeah, he was he's basically asleep. Oh, man. Uh, we love Sam. Uh, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, well, genuinely, yes. <laughs> yep. The most um, fun character for sure. <laughs> he's proved to be yeah um so now that we've placated uh, our fans uh with the most popular segment um, shall we move on <laughs> yeah the matham house it was called welcome to the matham house the most unpopular segment of the podcast uh cory what matham were you digging up this episode uh well mike uh because everyone really wanted to know, I had dug up the history of Amon Hen. Oh, yeah, right. Or, barring that, the general area of Amon Hen. Um, but we'll see. We'll get to that. Um, 
so A1 Hen, the seat of seeing. Very likely, Mike. Uh, it was built by our friend uh, Minalkar, who we met in the last Madam House. Um, right. Maybe. Th- yeah. Th- this is what makes the Madam House so unpopular. Is you have to remember what we talked about last time. <laughs> <laughs> and and these um, these fucking names. <laughs> uh, actually, Minalkar changed names. Uh, I think that's sort of lower on here, but he actually has two names, which is slightly frustrating. They um, all they all fucking do. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's very uh very ancient Egypt, I suppose. Um, Remember Tur Turnberger or whatever his name is from the Silmarillion. Turin Turambar. Yeah, that guy. Did he have two names? I think he might have had like five. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily we're not talking about uh, him sorry, today. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, Minelkar. Um. Uh, so that puts uh, the building of Amon Hend uh, around that of the Argonath uh, in Minokar's lifetime between the years of 1248 when he defeated the Easterlings and 1366 of the Third Age. Um, and so the current chapter for reference takes place in 3019. Don't forget. I bet somebody out there forgot, but don't forget. Um, and it is somewhat unclear uh, how it built up the seat originally was, but it's clear in the chapter that not much remains of uh, of like the path that led to it or any structures that surrounded it or whatever. It may have been a watchtower, perhaps, like instead of just a, a seat out in the open. Not a physical seat, like the physical eye of Sauron. Um <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of funny because if it was a watchtower, um wouldn't the seat not have been able to see very much? Right. Like, unless it was a lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then what the heck was Frodo sitting on? I don't know. It raises some questions, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, luckily, we have the Madam House to answer our questions. Um, Amon Hen literally translates to Hill of the Eye. Eye of Sauron. Hey, I love it. Um, also, Minokar gave himself the new name of Romendisil II. Um, and I can't remember if that came up in your Madam last time, and I apologize if it did. Um, I definitely read that last time, and I can't remember if i omitted it or not okay oh yeah well the name Minokar was familiar to me but romenda still i don't think was um <laughs> uh, and that's it <laughs> <laughs> because because that was absolutely all the information that there was um i looked up the general area um oh yeah <laughs> So the other hills on the lake, uh, of the lake of Nen Hithoel, are Amon Law and Tol Brandir. Uh, Amon Law was on the eastern side, uh, where we know the orc boys were hanging out, uh, and this was the seat of hearing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to pause for effect there. Um, uh, maybe it was some kind of like miniature amphitheater, kind of like Amon Hen was like a little uh, lifeguard stand. <laughs> right. Know. Like the rocks formed, uh, like a. A curved area. Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. Imagine Frodo was there with the ring; he probably would have been able to hear Sam's thoughts. Oh. He, would have, <laughs> or, he would have heard the sound of the eyeball rolling around. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> very, very different chapter that would have been. Um, Blink. It's, it's too dry. <laughs> In the Simpsons, when uh, they get the uniforms. And they start, the children at school start blinking in unison. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so anyhow, this is all just hearsay, Mike, because um, there's absolutely no info about Amon Law whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> on to Toll Brandier then. Uh, this was the Middle Hill, uh, the one that was uh, out in the water. Uh, it was tall and sheer, and no one had ever set foot on it because it was, well, tall and sheer, and also right by a waterfall. <laughs> um, and that's it. Uh, and so then the waterfall uh, was Rauros, Uh the only real information about which is that uh, there is a staircase cut in the rock that can be used as a portageway um, for boats to avoid the falls. Uh, it... Uh, oh, yeah, it comes up a little bit when Aragorn is uh, flexing nuts about history. Um, <clears throat> uh, but, Mike, this Mathem is laughably short. Even for a short Mathem, this is very short. <laughs> I'm sorry for giving this to you. I thought there'd be something interesting. We've, uh, we've both thought that for, like, several chapters <laughs> that yeah. we'd come across some kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I sort of looked into the Emin Wheel as well, um, but there's really nothing to tell you about that other than the... Uh, descriptions that are already in the book <laughs> um though funny little tidbit um i did come across the fact that the harfeets uh in the rings of power crossed the area that would actually have been the emin wheel in one of the episodes um oh, it showed do, it on the map do we see it no it's just in the map uh oh, but okay uh, and there's a, probably a song playing over it yeah yeah a, a walk-in song travel in tune yeah <laughs> well Corey. Good madam. Uh, thanks, Mike. Thank you for assigning it to me. <laughs> you made the best of a bad situation. <laughs> I, 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 thank you. I did my best. Yeah. Um, and now we know literally all that there is to know about Amon. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I thought there'd be more. Yeah, I related to. I thought there'd be some like, oh, you know, a battle was fought there and whatever. And then the witch king was there and whatever. And nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They were like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I will draw you, Saruman, as poison is drawn from a wound. Uh, I will draw you, Saruman, as poison is illustrated from a wound. The episode where we discuss the chapter illustration uh, that, Mike, you've done for this chapter. Yeah, uh, Corey, I'm just sending you mine now. Oh, I'm um, receiving it. To fully understand it, you will have to have read the um, the final Ninja Turtles novel. <laughs> novel. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the uh, what's it called? The uh, is it the, the last, last Ronin? Last Ronin. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So Sam in my chapter illustration is the last Ronin. <laughs> oh, that's sick! His cooking gear and everything. <laughs> yeah, if you. Uh, thanks for noticing that in the uh in the actual book it's all weapons <laughs> <laughs> well yeah uh what's his face Raphael doesn't really walk around with <laughs> yeah. oh that's rad the uh the text is very uh like I, I can very clearly picture that that Ninja Turtles cover thank you um yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about the fonts oh, that's uh sweet. I recommend that book by the way I don't think I don't know if I've ever actually read a Ninja Turtles comic. I know I know of them and I have seen them, um, but I don't know if I've actually sat down to read them. I've never read one before that one. Um, obviously, well aware of the the lore. Yeah, um, yeah. Basically, three of the Ninja Turtles die, and the last Ninja Turtle is avenging them. 
Oh God, that's uh, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a dark story, and he he's carrying all of their weapons, and you don't oh. know you don't know which Ninja Turtle it is until towards the end of the book. Oh Jesus! Oh wow! Oh yeah, because that was sort of like uh, yeah, it was black and white, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is crazy, huh? Yeah, and then there's like interludes where his brothers are talking to him. Man, oh wow, cool. Yeah, so that's my cover. Pretty yeah, fun. that's sweet. Uh, and that that fucking eye that, that um that goes back to you mentioning the physical eye several the physical, times. The physical eye looking at <laughs> Sam. Oh yeah, and Sam's the last Ronin. It's all about Sam. Yes, it is all about w- Sam. Wouldn't George Lucas say that this <laughs> Sam's the key to it all? <laughs> he said Jar Jar's the key to it all. I think that's come up a few times on the episode. Actually, I think it has. It, it yeah. deserves to. <laughs> How come he hasn't been in the Mandalorian? Um, he probably has. Just in the background. How long does a Gungan live? Do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's it all depends because like Obi Wan's species, whatever it is, ages incredibly fast, uh, and then Yoda's species ages incredibly slowly. So. Maybe Gungans are in the middle. 200 years. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like they should live like 10. <laughs> yeah, frogs don't really live that long, do they? Aren't they like a frog of some sort? I think they're frog-ish. A salamander, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, you'd, I think you'd have to watch some of the Clone Wars cartoons to really get his backstory. Uh, actually, I have. And no, not really. No. Uh, but let's not get into it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, sweet cover, Mike. That's awesome. Uh, shit, that's our that's our last cover. That is our twenty second illustration. Wow, our Good last God. cover for the fellowship. Yes, last cover for the fellowship. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna, um, we're keeping this segment next season, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, personal yeah, favorite. Yeah, personal favorite. Um, and us being fans of the show, um, we have some sway with the hosts. So. <laughs> Hobbit news, Mike. <laughs> uh, I have one piece of Hobbit news because we cannot escape. Um, oh, sorry. Has this been properly introduced? Hobbit news where we discuss news from the Shire. Okay, go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because we cannot escape the rings of power, no matter what we do, no matter what episode this is. Uh, I have some Hobbit news for you, Mike, that are is related to the rings of power TV series. Um, what, what's that? What's that? If you had to choose a standout character from the series, would you say it was Adar? Uh, he's very cool, yes. He is very cool, isn't he, Mike? He's been recast. What? Yep, that guy, uh, Joseph Molly, uh, is no longer playing Adar. Why? Uh, I don't know. Um, he said something along the lines of like, uh, yeah, you know, you got to like move on and do other stuff when you think it's necessary. Um, I don't know if that's him covering for leaving like the most expensive uh tv series ever <laughs> like i'm imagining something happened behind the scenes but i don't really know um yeah bro well that he, sucks he's moved on to quote bigger and better things so who is taking over sam hazeldean is going to be playing him from now on um did you watch uh <laughs> i didn't research this very well yeah a guy named sam hazeldean uh, apparently he was in the sandman i don't recognize him though um yeah, I don't know. He's just not he's not Adar anymore. Well, maybe he, he'll get plenty fucked up 
um, and he'll be unrecognizable. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Kind of makes me think like maybe, um, maybe after the whole red herring, uh, thing in season one, maybe Adar was never really meant to be that much of a character after that. He, oh, maybe. And yeah, maybe that's why they had a, uh, disagreement. Yeah. Maybe buddy was like, well, if I'm not, if I have like three lines in season two, then, um, no, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. But um, but yeah, man, the Rings of Power keeps haunting us. Oh boy. Uh, crazy though, because yeah, I I actually really genuinely liked Adar. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was one of the better parts of the show. Yep. Well, damn. If they have to recast, uh, what's his name too? Then we're done. Doogie Hauser. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Isildur's father. Oh, uh, Elendil. Elendil. If he gets recast, then I'm done with the show. Yeah. I was thinking um, uh, Elrond when I said Doogie Hauser. Oh, right, 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 right. I almost said Elzar, though, because like I was saying, I've been watching Futurama. And <laughs> the names have just been replaced in my head. Um, so this was the final chapter episode of The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, we're getting towards the end of season two of that Hobbit shit here um we will finish watching the lord of the rings movie uh we also have an animated lord of the rings to watch yes yeah that'll be fun um so look forward to those this holiday season coming straight to video um yeah cool so thanks for listening um you can find us on instagram at that hobbit shit you can find us on twitter at hobbit shit uh email us that hobbit shit at gmail.com patreon.com slash that hobbit shit to support the show um you can get stickers and you can get a t-shirt uh, and you'll be able to get uh, posters of some of our chapter illustrations. Yeah. Uh, during the holidays, I think we're going to really set up the Patreon, change the Patreon up, right? Right. Right. We're going to really, we're going to really judge it. If you don't mind me throwing that word out. Mike. Yeah. I think there'll be a bit of work for people to do if they, which I, I it's a bad way to put it, but um, switch tiers. We're opening up different tiers and you can get different merch because we can't give you merch on your current tiers. Yes. Is that, is yeah. that true? That's that's how it works, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I believe so. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. We'll uh, we'll make it known. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. I'm Corey. And I'm Mike. And may the may hair, hair on your, your toes, toes never just fall out. never fall out. <laughs>